a dummy copy. Dummy copy. Hello, welcome back to Dummy Copy, a book show where we talk about books. I'm Carrie. I'm Claire. And, and we, we have a guest. We well, do. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Damn it. Pull it. Read it. Scrap it. Start over. Fuck yeah. this. I'm out. <laughs> you guys are just not ripped off her headphones. <laughs> Stormed Threw out. Her microphone. Uh, uh, Taylor, who are you? I, my name is Taylor. Um, I am a former aunties employee. I know you guys before that, I guess. But mm-hmm. yeah, worked in the kids section. <gasps> oh, can I tell the story? About Which story? When we were in high school. At the theater? Yes. You absolutely can. So Taylor and I went to the same high school and didn't know each other, but this is before we became very good friends. That's a loud car. And uh, my friends and I were, as teenagers do, smoking weed in the parking lot. And I'm sure we were being very annoying. Well, at the time, I worked at the Garland Theater as a manager. And she was the manager. And I'm sure she smelled us or noticed us or something. And she asked to search my bag. And at the time, I was just like, fair. (laughs) Honestly, I have no memory of it, but... I, knowing myself at that time and now, I probably saw, oh, these are some assholes we were probably to my school so annoying. and I'm just gonna like flex yeah. on them really quick <laughs> even though I'm the same age as them and I'm gonna be I'm gonna pull my manager card and just like show these idiots what's up it was effective that's probably what it was yeah, yeah. that's I just love thinking about it because we didn't know each other no, yet yeah. at all no <laughs> um and then yeah so I, I yeah I worked at Auntie's for three years and then I worked at another bookstore in Spokane called Giant Nerd Books for eight years and now I work for the Spokane County Library so mm-hmm. we're all in this little book world together mm-hmm. just trying to make ends meet just trying to keep our heads the, above water Scott the former used book person mm-hmm. at Auntie's said to me one time I decided to enter the lucrative art of book selling mm-hmm. and here we be are. broke forever. forever. But yeah. <laughs> yep. Here we are. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. And yeah. uh, you picked our book tonight. I did. I picked Coraline yeah. by Neil Gaiman. Why'd you pick that one? Uh, it was my favorite book as a kid. Um, it is still definitely like one of my top five favorite books. Um, uh, when I, I think I the first time I read it I was eight I don't remember how I got my hands on it maybe I don't know if a parent got it for me or I, I'm not sure but um, when I read it for the first time I read it um, like it was either seven or eight times in a row <laughs> and it has just kind of I maybe read it once a year since mm. then um, I have a tattoo on my arm from it I have a tattoo of the other mother's hand because she swears on her right hand that she won't cheat and then when she loses she cuts her right hand off and sends it off to continue her dirty work um but yeah I I don't know what it was about it that drew me to it so much when I was a kid um I think a lot of it was because it was a kid's book that was scary and at that time that wasn't really like I think now because when I worked in at aunties I was the manager of the children's section Mm -hmm. and I know that the genre of horror has evolved a little bit more in youth yeah like 
for kids like and maybe that's like a five nights at freddy's like i know that series is really popular maybe that's it but you know in the early 2000s that was not something that kids were privy to at all and i was really really obsessed with horror and being scared as a kid and i still am and i don't really understand why like i don't know just like do you yeah. have any guesses? Like, I, I, I am not somebody who really enjoys horror as a genre. Like, I don't dislike it. But some people, like, the way that people are drawn to it is, like, tends to be, like, really, it's really close to them in a, in a way that I find really interesting. Yeah. Like, like, do you, I mean, do you have any access to I why, do you think? I have some guesses. Yeah. Um, I'm sure if I... Uh, stuck with therapy for a little bit than two months, I would have a better idea. Yeah. But I still puzzle over why I'm so obsessed yeah. with the genre of horror when it comes to, like, it's kind of overtaken my entire personality at this point. Like, everything, like, down to, like, art and books and movies, I'm, like, just obsessed with being, like, constantly trying to be scared. Yeah. And my, on my theory right now, especially when I was a kid, I think I was a really fearful child. Mm-hmm. Like, I was really... I was obsessed with like seances and ghosts and um and I th- I think maybe when you're ingesting a piece of fiction that is meant to make you scared I think it makes you feel a little bit more in control of that fear mm-hmm. um so I think maybe reading that as a kid for the first time and feeling like I'm choosing to feel fearful mm-hmm. and I'm allowing myself to fear this like or feel this like rush mm-hmm. that I normally would feel for any little thing out in my life that is out yeah. of my control but like I'm choosing to feel this way and I know that it's not real so it's kind of fun in that way yeah, I don't know like, like controlled yeah, yeah it's experiment a, in yeah, fear it's almost like what is it called when you like exposure therapy almost yeah, maybe yeah, like yeah. it's kind of that kind of thing but yeah, yeah that totally makes sense to me isn't isn't there like an endorphin thing that happens yeah i think so too? yeah like, like we well so taylor and i part of our a big part of our friendship is watching yes weird scary fucked up movies um and i feel like there's this one what were we watching it was like i forget which one it was it was one of the sort of like exorcism kind of type franchises what the, was it yeah, the, the conjuring yes it was okay. from the conjuring yeah and but like one of their weirder kind of like later movies and we were watching it and this light in your hallway kept flickering <gasps> oh, remember what? and we were just like <gasps> and then but it's like that fun like oh my god you know yeah. like and then like some sort of amber amber alert or some sort of weird alert thing happened yeah. on the phone as we were just like did you just see that and we were like oh my gosh and then this like alarm on the phone just like yeah. just start screaming through the apartment and we were just like <gasps> but, but it was so fun, fun. Yeah. it was like, so fun I think yeah but I also was genuinely kind of yeah. scared it was just like it oh was, my God. I was genuinely well, freaked out just kind of like letting yourself sort of like settle into again that sort of safe it's safe you know yeah that this is not something that's actually going to harm you but yeah. you can just for a minute have that little like adrenaline yeah. fix yeah. or that little like oh like the the just like sometimes i think of it too if we if you like spend a lot of time trying to jam down emotions yeah. or trying to be like calm or trying to like you know like like not feel some things sometimes it's just like really nice to be like yeah oh my gosh i had a, a genuine reaction and I also think, like, media. the genre of horror in general, 
I think um, makes you experience the widest range of emotion mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. any other genre. Because often horror is like kind of funny too, well, right? It can be or at funny. least it's like super. And it can be ridiculous. emotional. Yeah. It can be ridiculous. Yeah. It can be. I mean, obviously scary. It can be disgusting. Heartwarming. Mm-hmm. It can yeah. be disgusting. Yeah. Like, yeah. I really do feel like, as a viewer or as a participant in that genre, like you do feel the wide. You're guaranteed mm-hmm. at least. Yeah. To feel the widest range of emotion. That makes sense to me. And I really enjoy that about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that totally makes Cause sense. Because I do remember, like, when I was a kid reading it, there's a scene in that book specifically that I think about all the time where it's Coraline is looking... For, so, like, the challenge that has been set between her and the other mother is if she finds the souls of the three children and her parents, then she'll let her go and she'll give her parents back to her. And so she's searching... I think she's searching for the third mm. soul at this point. Mm-hmm. But she ends up going into the empty apartment next door and going down the trap door and mm-hmm. she finds the other father down there mm-hmm. and he is this like monstrous like, yeah, like miserable giant, weird grub of I a got, man I got scared when that, I read yeah. that part yeah. and I think another thing too that part I remember reading it over and over and over yeah. again because I was so freaked out by it and I think about it a lot even as an adult, because one of the descriptors when she's initially seeing him mm. is he's described like his face looks like um, raw bread dough. Yeah. Which is yeah. And at such the, a good It is, yeah. but also at the time my mom was a baker. Oh, oh so yeah. we constantly had like I knew exactly what yeah. I knew the texture of that. I knew the yeasty smell of like mm-hmm. our kitchen. She was a like bread baker. That was she was going to school mm-hmm. to be a baker. So there was constantly bread dough rising in our kitchen all the time. Yeah. And so the idea of like that being like an animated thing yeah like this eyeless like yeasty porous thing yeah like unformed too not quite human well yeah Yeah. like you said that like it's like so sensory because it's like it has a look it has a texture and it has like the smell thing is a big one too it's just like ew it just sort of calls to mind all of these well it's like I feel like Neil Gaiman is really good at that yeah, just in all of his writing is like finding ways to describe things where you're just like, oh, yeah. I never thought of it like that, but also that is the perfect description for whatever it is you're trying to mm-hmm. convey right now. Well, and another thing with Neil Gaiman too, and he, I've seen this in every book of his that I've read, is he's really good at writing from the perspective of a child. Yeah. Um, and another horror writer that I think is also really good at this is Paul Tremblay, mm-hmm. and I think maybe I. I know that that is another really attractive element to me with yeah. the horror genre, but also just like authors in general that can write children really well, especially like childlike fear. Yeah. Like when she, like another part in Coraline where the other mother like essentially puts her in like a timeout. Yeah. And she puts her in that dark room and that's where she encounters the souls of those three other children that the yeah. other mother has taken. Yeah. And I like, she shoves her in there and the first thing that I wish I knew the exact quote, but it's, her just trying to not cry mm-hmm. and yeah. have a complete meltdown and just reminding herself that like yeah 
Yeah. Like just taking yeah. a deep, yeah, you know, like, it's yeah. like when you're a kid and you're about to just like absolutely lose it and you're like, <gasps> you know, you yeah. do that a yeah. big heaving sigh and like you're just trying to suppress. You just have so many emotions as a kid and everything yeah. is already so overwhelming and terrible. Well, yeah, and you have like no point of reference for, no. I mean, you, like your perspective is really limited when you're, yeah. you know, 10 or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, so what, yeah, whatever room you're in feels like the whole world. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. totally. Yeah. I mean, and a, and a, and a brand new one at yeah. that. Well, and just you're being shoved in this. I mean, obviously, like, in this situation, in this book, it's a really exaggerated example. But as a kid, you're constantly being shoved into these places and with these people that you don't know and you don't understand. And you're just told that you just have to be there and you have to deal with it. You have, like, such limited autonomy No, you And, like, her parents, you know, they're busy. They're working. They don't listen to her. And they're like, whatever. Okay. And, like, the dad is always like, go count everything in the house. Go find everything that's blue. And you're just like, like, as a kid. Yeah. And then you just get shoved into this other world. Yeah. And you just have to deal with it. And it's so frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, just the sort of the innocence of how, like, the where the story takes place is she's like it's like the last week before school should, should starts should we just up. do a really quick synopsis yeah sure yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. oh yeah Taylor yeah. do you want to do that for us sure yeah. yeah so essentially so Coraline I think it came out in like 2002 2002 I, think. Mm-hmm. I knew it was like early 2000s so um, it is about a young girl I think she's supposed to be like nine yeah and her and her parents she's an only child they have moved into um it seems like kind of a condo situation or like an apartment building where they're in the middle and then above them is a man uh, named Mr. Bobo. We find out at the end (laughs) it's Mr. Bobo and he has, I I imagine him because I think in the movie he has like a thick Russian accent. Mm -hmm. I don't remember if that's specified in the book or not, but he has, um, a mouse circus, essentially, that where we you never see, see. That you never see. see. Yeah. We do hear them at yeah. the end of the book. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like tiny instruments. Yeah. So he's training these mice yeah. to play instruments. play instruments and do circus things. And then there's also this couple of women, which I'm not sure are they a couple. I it's felt, not felt they're uh, definitely not siblings. It felt like the historical like good friend yeah, situation. They're just, they're maybe. Just really good yeah, friends, yeah, but they live together yeah. and they've been together their whole yeah, lives. Yeah. But yeah, and they used to be supposedly according to them, these like Hollywood starlets and there yeah. are these kind of retired old ladies that can't move yeah. past their um, or like like stage actresses yeah. Right? Yeah. stage actresses yeah, yeah, yeah. you know like sort they of have a bunch of leaf feel yeah, or something totally. yeah, yeah. yeah but they have little Scotty dogs but so they move in and it's right it's a week before school is supposed to start and she's going to a new school and she's just a kid who's really bored yeah and she's been like exploring the grounds mm-hmm. like doing whatever but it's just like oh my gosh like she's just bored but there's wants something to do yeah a door in her new apartment that when her mom shows it to her her real mother shows it to her is just leads to a brick wall because there's an empty apartment next door um but then i wish i could I, in some situation she in the middle of the night opens like, the door and it like, actually leads to yeah. I don't remember is it is, opening itself like something's oh yeah, no, getting around in her yeah, apartment so she yeah. wakes up in the yeah. middle of the night and she finds that the door is open mm-hmm. and there's nothing there but she closes it but then the door kind of keeps calling to her and one day she opens it or one night yeah she opens it and she goes through it and she finds that she is in a essentially like a parallel of mm-hmm. the real world it's a like her exact same apartment mm-hmm. that she lives in with her parents and there's 
her other mother and her other father and they look exactly like her parents but they have black buttons for eyes mm-hmm. and there's just something a little bit off about them but they sound just like their her parents and they're super nice to her they make her these beautiful meals the and meals her, that taste so good they taste and that, so that good stood out to me and in a yeah. whole book it's yeah. the best food she's ever you know, eaten I like yeah. I like the reference like my parents always cook recipes yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah recipes yeah there's pineapple can you believe there's pineapple in this thing yeah, yeah. She, yeah. She, you know just little kid like she just wants to eat chicken nuggets and yeah whatever but so yeah she kind of you know the other mother is definitely leading the show the other father is there too but it's the other mother who's in charge and they're essentially like trying to lure her into this world to live there forever yep. and then I think the second time she goes over there when she goes back she finds that her parents are just gone yeah. Yeah. in the real world yeah like she can't find them they've been gone all day yeah, they've been gone all, it's, I think yeah. she's alone for like three days straight yeah and so like essentially eating cookies for breakfast yeah she goes like, to the store yeah. and gets cookies yeah. and chips and like yeah. and so then she kind of figures out finally that like the other mother is maybe behind this so she goes over there there's also a talking cat mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who the cat also travels in between both worlds in yeah. the real world the cat can't talk but in the other mother world it can and the cat, the cat is, is a, a very fantastic charming character, character. Yeah, he's, he's very fantastic amazing. Character. He, I totally so we read Amazing Maurice yeah yes. I was, oh, it was totally, totally Amazing was like, Maurice vibes mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah where it's just this I like, love sarcastic and it's yeah. like but why do also, I your name he still really cares about her yeah. Oh, yeah. But in his own aloof cat way no, I yeah. feel like which it, is really he sweet captured, well, he captured the experience of being a child really well and I feel like he captured like catness not yeah. catness not from the Hunger no. Games no but like the essence of catness yeah. Yeah. is like so good because he is just like I don't need a name like yeah I whatever. still respond when you go hey you yeah Ugh. yeah yeah but like, why do you need it yeah, yeah. But yeah and I love that it's the cat that can just like skip back and forth between mm-hmm. the dimensions too like that totally makes sense and he already to me. knows yeah. like he knows what's up he's yeah. not freaked out by this other world he's like yeah no yeah. it's just yeah, this yeah. is just and so he where he, I go sometimes when he, when there is explication to be done of her situation it is done by the cat yeah, yeah. it's very helpful like. but yeah. still very vaguely yeah mm-hmm. very, like, very, he, very he doesn't really well, that's another thing that Neil Gaiman does so well yeah. well the only other thing I've read is The Ocean at the End of the Lane oh which God, just that like book is so good fantastic yeah, yeah. Just well it's just fantastic. like a whole world explained in the simple, simplest possible terms mm-hmm. yeah yeah and in a really like whimsical kind yes. of way too. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. It's really it's I don't exactly know. Like whimsical but yeah. not tedious. Yes. No, not at all. It's whimsy not, can get real tedious or, real fast. Or quirky, not whimsical. No, not no. quirky. Not quirky, at all. but whimsical. No. Very serious. Yeah. Very but serious. Yeah. Yes. yes. Serious whimsy. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. So, other mother has kidnapped. Oh yeah. So then she goes back and. I don't think the other mother ever outwardly says, oh no, because the other mother tries to convince her that her parents have left her and that they hate her and Mm -hmm. that she just needs to stay with them from now on. But she's like, I don't believe you. Fuck you. Like, they wouldn't do that. Um, So she kind of stays there for a while. She talks to the cat. The cat makes it clear that this is not a chill situation to be in and that she needs to figure out a way to get back. Um, And then she gets put, I think she says something to the other mother that makes her mad. And she puts her in this essentially timeout where she puts her, I think, behind the mirror. Yeah. And that's where she finds the other three children. And the other three oh. children are telling yeah. her. And they're just spirit children, yeah. basically. Well, and like, they're like, in this yeah. like limbo yeah. because they're dead, but the other mother still has their souls. So they're just like trapped in this yeah. behind the mirror world. Yeah. And they're like, and they, you know, they're from all these different like eras. So like clearly yeah. whatever the entity of the other mother is has been here for like a long time. Like since the beginning. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, 
I never actually thought about like what is the actual other mother like I never really considered that like is she some sort of like weird demigod thing or like spirit or I don't know yeah I'm not sure what it is that she is necessarily Mm -hmm. like because she clearly feeds off of children like that has to be well yeah it's like this sort of I don't know like sort of a stylized version of like a witch in the woods that just uh-huh. exists and lures kids in with like oh but I you're, you know look at yeah. all the food you love and all the whatever and we'll pay attention to you and yeah well and then there's another part too in the book where Coraline is talking to the other mother and the other mother says I love you mm-hmm. or like you know I love you and Coraline thinks to herself I believe her I mm-hmm. know that she does love me yeah. but I think the way that she loves yeah is not I, I wish I could remember the exact quote, but like that acknowledgement of like, I think she th- believes that she loves me. Mm-hmm. But or like she, she, she recognizes there's that she needs something that I have yeah. and she loves whatever that is, yeah. but it's not like, it's not like my actual mother. Yeah. It's, it's a different yeah. kind of love, but, um, yeah. So then she strikes a deal with the other mother after realizing that she needs to get out of there because the children tell her that she loves games mm-hmm. and so if she she loves games a, and she loves to win and she yeah. loves to win she yeah. always needs to win so yeah. if you offer like if you kind of make a bet with her like, like almost like a troll yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. totally yeah. answer me these riddles <laughs> yeah. three yeah. yeah yeah. and so she off- Coraline offers she says if I can find the souls of the three children and find my parents you have to let me go and my parents go and the other mother swears on her right hand that she won't cheat. Yeah. But earlier in the book, she gets her tea leaves read by the two women living downstairs and they tell her that she's in great danger. So they give her a stone that has a hole in it mm-hmm. and it's for her protection, but she doesn't know yeah, like what, what it's supposed that even to be. Means, and then when yeah. she's in the mirror world, one of the children says to her, I see you brought protection. That's a good thing. And she's still like, what are you talking about? And she finds out that it's this stone. So when she's looking for the, souls of the kids she finds that if she looks through it she can see it glowing and it, they end up being these little marbles yeah so she finds she has to find those and then her parents end up being in a snow globe and um the other mother is upset that she has lost mm-hmm. so because she swore on her right hand she chops off her right hand and sends it and it's kind of this like spider like uh, like being so bone white with bone red white nails, red nails. Yeah. Yeah, they're like kind of pointy. Around, yeah, it's creepy and great. Um, So then, yeah, that's essentially kind of just a quick little synopsis. Yeah, yeah, no, and it's 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 great. I mean, I was just so drawn to Coraline as a child. Mm -hmm. Like she, I mean, I could totally be. I was not that little girl. I was fearful. I wanted to be told what to do, and Coraline is just so. Yeah. Like, well, it's like she's just in it. Yeah. So she's like, well, yeah. I guess we're doing we it now. just do this. Well, yeah. But then she talks about, too, and I actually listened to an interview with Neil Gaiman about how he was writing Coraline. And the whole concept that is through the book is um, being brave also means being scared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you really can't be brave without being scared. And it's funny, I told you guys about this, but I had a very bad dentist experience last oh, week. Did. Yeah, okay. And I distinctly remember, because I had an appointment the next day to finish the procedure. Mm-hmm. Or it wasn't really a procedure, but finish the work that I was having yeah. done at the dentist. Mm-hmm. And I do remember thinking, mm-hmm. am I gonna be brave even though oh, I'm no. scared? Like I, I vividly remember, but um, the story that she, cause she's telling the cat the story, I think, about how her and her dad are on a walk and oh, um, yeah. 
they suddenly, I think a bee's nest falls or they step in it or something, a wasp nest and they step in it and the dad tells her to run as fast as she can and he just stands there because he wants the bees to attack him. Mm-hmm. And so he gets away and he's been stung like 30 something times or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then he has to go back because he lost his glasses. And when he was talking to Coraline about it after explaining the situation, he said, I wasn't brave for standing there because at that moment, I wasn't scared. Mm-hmm. I was brave for going back and getting my glasses because I knew that it was there. That was brave of me to go back. Mm-hmm. And Neil Gaiman, the interview that I read or that I watched of him, that is actually a real thing that happened to Neil Gaiman and his daughter. Like oh, that no is way. an actual story. Uh. Like down to going back and finding the glasses and him kind of I think he was thinking as he was going back to get the glasses of like why am I so scared this time? I already got attacked like by all these wasps. Yeah, it can't be worse than that. It can't be worse than that, like, but I'm so scared this time. And he and it made him realize, like, this is what actually being brave is, is mm-hmm. going into something knowing yeah. the fear that, that, that you're going to feel, but still doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know, so he was, it took him, like, 10 years to write this book? Yeah, it took him a really long time. A really long it, time. Because he kept, like, putting it down again, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, he um, wanted to write a book for his daughter. Right. Who was, it was just creepy. a side. He, like, yeah. in, in an interview I read, he was like, oh, yeah, she's, like, a, a creepy Wednesday Adams type. Like, that's yeah. what she was when as she was a little girl and she would tell me stories all the time about like witches in the woods and whatever blah blah mm-hmm. and kids being in peril and so he set out to write this this story for her and then kind of like got snagged along the way and then like moved from the UK to America and like mm-hmm. whatever um, took a long time um, but yeah like writing it specifically for his own daughter who likes weird creepy things mm-hmm. and then also that same notion of like what is bravery and and how do you sort of like how do you succeed in the face of things that seem kind of impossible but like trying to have it be normal kids like he specifically calls out like Harry Potter and being like yeah but he's like a magical whatever savior character what about just a normal kid like mm-hmm. it's just a normal role yeah. being thrust into this situation and what do you she do she has no special abilities yeah. she has she's no just, she's just a girl she's yeah. just doing just what she girl. has to do yeah. no and I mean the thing I kept being really struck by was telling Carrie before we started recording is like she eats and she sleeps like mm-hmm. she eats and she sleeps during like yeah. a few times yeah, while like she's yeah. in, in bizarre the other, world yeah yeah, yeah the the, the the other realm. I, I mean, yeah. and that just feels so competent to me to yeah. just be like, or just, oh, I'm terrified. I'm trapped in a mirror. Yeah. But it's time to go to I'm bed. I'm tired though, too. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's just very practical. Um, yeah. Well, I guess to the reception immediately, like right after it was released, where like the adults who read it, read it, were like, it's it's super duper scary. I had nightmares. It's way too intense for kids. Like mm-hmm. it's a great book, but I don't know. It feels pretty fucked up to give to a child. Mm-hmm. And then the kids who read it were all just like, it wasn't that scary. I didn't have nightmares, but it was just a great adventure story. And this kid's just like getting shit done, and they're all like jazzed and pumped because uh-huh. they get to like see someone who looks like them kind of like move yeah. through something dangerous. And the idea that like maybe the adults like actually know what's at stake. But the kids yeah. who read it maybe kind of don't understand, like, how perilous the situation is. And it made me think, like, I feel like Coraline doesn't always, like, she knows she's afraid and she knows it's a big deal. But probably doesn't always completely understand that, like, what does it mean to be trapped in on the other side of a mirror for all of eternity? You know, like, well, what or, does it mean to be taken under control of something that wants to yeah, kill you? Right. Said, like, yeah. Sh- I think she baseline understands mm-hmm. that the other mother's goal is to 
yeah, take like, her life yeah, in yeah, some way. Yeah. But I don't think she really fully understood yeah, like well, the gravity of like yeah. what that meant. Yeah. And yeah. especially like Coraline Coraline's personality seems to be that she just sort of takes things as they come mm-hmm. too. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. I know this isn't good. I know I should try to prevent it. Yeah. yeah. But and then you could totally see her if that happened. Like what? What would her other mother, her life with her other mother, look like? Like yeah. you could see, you could see the way she is thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, and I. So I was talking to one of my coworkers at the library about Coraline a few months ago, because um, he actually asked about the tattoo that I have on my arm. He recognized that it was from the book, and he told me this story, which I, I haven't verified this, so I don't know for sure. But when he, when Neil Gaiman was actually trying to get this published, he gave it to his publisher. The publisher read it and mm-hmm. said, "This is too scary for kids. Mm-hmm. We can't." We're not, I'm not doing this. Yeah. And he was like, I really think, like, give it a shot. And the publisher had a 13-year-old daughter at the time. Yeah. And so he gave it to his daughter. And he said, will you read this and tell me what you think of it? Mm-hmm. And the daughter read it. And she's like, I loved it. I Like, this was amazing. I love this book. And so that's what made the publisher go, okay, fine. We'll mm-hmm. publish it. And then years later the publishers apparently or it was either the publisher or Neil Gaiman ended up talking to that girl as an adult Mm -hmm. about the book Mm -hmm. and whoever it was said something like I can't believe that it wasn't too scary for like weren't you scared and she goes oh I thought it was terrifying Mm -hmm. yeah oh no like because I think the dad maybe even asked like wasn't it too scary for you and she's like oh no it wasn't too scary and then as an adult she was like oh no I was scared as hell yeah that was extremely scary but I still loved it but it's fun it reminds me of Steven and the Mouse Guard books. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Steven, our uh, former building manager. Featured prominently in our amazing I know, Maurice we talk, episode. I know, we talk about him all the time. But he was reading the Mouse Guard books to his uh-huh. son. His son. Uh, Sorry, not, like, not, my, not my struggle, but. Not, not, okay. yeah, not, 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 it's not, something it's else. not it's Redwall, newer, but it's newer, yeah. but it feels like Jason. Yeah, and it's kind of like oh, graphic okay. novelly. Oh, but it's like yeah, it's like it's like mouse soldiers and there's fighting and scary things. And so he was reading. He's been working through the books of the sun, and he was reading one to him, and he looked up at his son, and his son was like all sort of like wide eyed and sort of like like all bunched up in a ball, like just staring at him. And Stephen goes, are, are you are you scared? And he, he just like nods his head, yes. And he's like, well, do you want me to stop? And he just like vehemently was like, just like no, like shaking his head, like no, no, no. It's like there is something, there's something to that though. I think yeah. there's something valuable about being afraid, looking at it, and then like seeing seeing it through. And yeah. I feel like that's what this kind of book. Teaches. Well, I feel like a running joke between us as friends is I just want to feel something. Yes. Like, I, I, I like, feel that all the time. I say it constantly. I made I'm just trying to the, feel something. I I told you guys this story about being at a bar one time and talking to the bartender who is a bartender that we all know very well. Mm-hmm. And she was telling me about I can't remember the details very clearly now, but she was telling me about how kind of exhausted she was and she felt like every day was just the same and she saw the same people and this and this and this and I I just wouldn't that's when you gotta slam your hand on the counter and take a knife and just stab yourself in the hand yeah. and then, so then you punch can feel someone, someone in the face someone in the face and she was just like what okay. the fuck okay. and I immediately realized oh 
maybe not everybody feels uh, the same. Just, haha, just kidding. Yeah, just it's kidding. a funny joke. Don't. But, it is like, but also, but yeah, if you want to feel the same. This, this was probably also what year? 2021. It probably was 2020. Yeah, I think. Well, yeah, no, yeah, it definitely was. Post it was post pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Which, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just got, I just we want to feel all, something. All, but yeah, like, and that's what I like earlier when I was saying, like, if you have, if you've had any experience with like being like, I just got to jam it down. I just got to jam it down. Like, yeah, there's a point where you jam it down enough times, or you've like done enough things, or fucking whatever, you know, that you're just like, God, I just want something to elicit some sort of response in me. Like, yeah. I've seen enough. I've felt enough. I just want something. I just want something. Well, or I, I have, I have found myself having the thought. What would, what would be, what would be a normal reaction to this? <laughs> well, so to also in this same conversation to tie another book, I just read Boy Parts. Oh, oh yeah, Liza Clark, which came highly recommended yes. by both yes, of you. That's yeah. up. Yeah, but it will be. And by I do this remember time. toward the end. I mean, the main character of the book is a fucking sociopath. She's a sociopath. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. she's also like. I don't want to spoil what, anything. No, what we spoiled shit out of it. She's yeah. constantly like, what would it take, would it for, take for somebody yeah. to do yeah. something seriously? Yeah. Like, what, what do I have to do to get someone to take which, me seriously? Which in like, that book is kind of a double-edged sword, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's yeah. like, I mean, it is sort of like the feminist sociopath dilemma that I think is actually really compelling. Yeah. Like, well, and the yeah. other part, I mean, I don't know if we're allowed to do this to talk about another book, but... Yeah, let's go. I really... I, I saw that she was a fucking crazy person. Oh, I, she yeah. was a bad person, but I really liked her. Yeah. yeah. And well, I related like, to her. That's a like, sociopath for you, though. And like, I right? with her too. Like, like what the fuck do I have? Like, she's yeah. this beautiful woman, beautiful, yeah. talented woman. Yep. What do I, I? She's like, I literally murdered and dismembered someone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and took photos of it and then sold them. <laughs> yeah. Like, or I, for what rape, I, I raped somybody on camera. On camera. On camera. And then everyone and in these then, art galleries are like, like, oh, oh, yes, brilliant. oh brilliant. That's and amazing. She's like, it's like, what? Yeah. What do I have to she's do to on be seen a date as a threat? with a guy at a fancy restaurant and she breaks a glass over his head. We, we think. We think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then walks into a pond and everybody's yeah. just like, where are your shoes? Yeah. Like, what are you like, it's bananas. Yeah. Like, good yeah. God. I mean, yeah. but also getting raped by our high school teacher and right. everybody's just like, oh, you were dating. I was dating. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. yeah. It's just, yeah. It is an I incredible really book. I sympathized with her a yeah. lot yeah. more than I was no, expecting to. And like, I feel like that book threads the needle oh, yeah. really well. Because yeah. I feel like that is something that other writers have had, like tried to like do is mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, what's, what standards do we hold women to? Like hurt people, hurt people, but what does that mean? Like well, it's like a complicated. Tampa. Yeah. yeah and I, actually, I was thinking about Tampa. I think it threads the needle better than Tampa. It does. Mm-hmm. It yeah. definitely does. Yeah. And yeah. Tampa, I think, but is Tampa, a more extreme well, example. And, and Eliza Clark has said that. But yeah. I do think, I do so, think she's doing something slightly different. And yeah. I think what totally. Eliza Clark is doing is like really. It was just so fucking good. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She just like I feel like well, she I just, think it was more layered. Like yeah. I think it was more layered and more interesting. Yeah. I mean, I like Tampa. I Tampa, Tampa was Tampa pretty did interesting. Well, but, <laughs> Tampa was, yeah. Tampa was a trip. I really liked Tampa just because I had such a strong reaction to it. Yeah. Trying to feel something. Yeah, no, it's disgusting. Right, but it's like horror. It goes back to that same thing. It's like, I was so repulsed by that book that I love it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and I feel like Tampa, you could make an argument that Tampa is at least adjacent to horror. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, at least. Yeah. 
I yeah. mean, absolutely. And I mean, it could be like it's horrific. horrific. Yeah, it is horrible. Yeah. Horrific horrific what is going on? Sure. Boy yeah. Pirates, especially like you could see it be an edgy, edgy psychological thriller movie, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, and just like I mean, just the yeah, sort of. I mean, we've talked a lot about like beauty, like themes of beauty in literature and yeah. stuff, and and how this one is. She's definitely talking about beauty and beauty standards and what it takes to be beautiful, which Eliza Clark talks a lot about in mm-hmm. interviews. Is like mm-hmm. nobody talks about like everyone talks about oh this beautiful woman blah blah blah, but nobody talks about and nobody is honest about like what it takes to be this beautiful yeah. woman. Like like the main character in Boy Parts doesn't just like roll out of bed and here she no, is. She has a ten like what was it like a fifteen step skincare routine? Right. Yeah. yeah. She only eats salad. Yep. Yeah. yeah. She. Is With doing cocaine constantly. Yeah, like she, Pilates and yoga and yeah, waist training. At going, one point, she says it, like when she's yeah. talking to the plastic surgeon. Yeah. She's like, "Oh, I'm all natural, but like, what is what the fuck does he think I'm doing to look mm-hmm. this way?" Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, and then yeah, again, that that whole idea of like, what the fuck do I have to do? Like, yes, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I am beautiful, but I'm also like, fucking take me seriously for once, you yeah. know? Like, yeah, it's it's fucking great. It's such a good book. Yeah, I thought yeah. it really, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It, I really, thank you for recommending that book. I, yeah. I finally read it. Finally. It was very good. Yeah. I really liked it. And even like, right. So right now I'm reading ripe. Mm. By oh Sarah. yeah. I'm reading it right now. Where are you? Yeah. I'm done. With I'm it. a little over halfway. I'm a little over halfway too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a very kind of similar, but almost on the other spectrum where like, I feel like she, that main character is a little bit more, um, She's a little she more does paralyzed. She does yeah. have a conscience, but she, oh yeah, she's still just dragging herself. Well, yeah, she's completely like dissociative. Yeah, yeah. For most of it, I yeah. mean, like, like, because so in ripe, the main character works for this like Silicon Valley, mm-hmm. like super like uh, prestigious whatever tech company. Yeah, she's a writer, um, and like, man, just the culture of that fucking business. Like, I dated someone for a very long time who worked for an advertising agency just here in Spokane. Mm -hmm. And, like, reading that, it was like, dude, I completely believe everything that's happening here because I've seen it on a much smaller scale here. And it's so true. The repercussions it has on a person. Yeah, or all these, like, like... They're oh we're gonna have these like parties or whatever, but it's mandatory that you go. You know, yeah. and like everyone has to participate in these fun little like like PR kind it of. Sounds like my childhood home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our joke our joke is always you are gonna have fun whether you like it or yeah, not. Like yeah. it's, this is this is standard operating procedure fun that you have to have or you will get fired. Yeah, and it's just like oh, and then also we think you'd be better at this if you learned like you know front end development. So we signed you up for this thing on Sundays, and then oh also we have this like super secret project we're working on so you have to be here on a Saturdays too and it's, it's like, like you have to show illegal. up at 3 in the morning right. yeah. this yeah. week like, you have to rewrite this 200 page thing by 6am because I decided I don't like it you know? and also at the end of it it's also hey by the way you're a fucking idiot right. and fuck you just constant high prep yeah like, man it's yeah. wild And but it's so funny because she like every once in a while just like clicks into this mode where she is that person yeah, and she was like yes girl yeah. oh my god yeah. can you believe yeah. blah 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 and like I love that yeah like the very conscious it's like yeah. her my other self or whatever she yeah. the believer or whatever yeah. she's like and then but she's just like yeah and she's like blends doing, in with them yeah, so doing well yeah. lines of coke every morning just to get out of bed but then she starts bringing it to work with, mm-hmm. like that's where yeah. I'm at in it is she yeah. started bringing I think, it yeah. you and I must her. be at exactly yeah. the same spot yeah. yeah 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 it was good though it's yeah just yeah or just um there's this clandestine thing to take down a rival 
tech yeah. company. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, what are illegal things yeah. we could do? Right. Like they're coming up with like, and if you can't handle it, they get the fuck yeah, out. Softly like, illegal things to take yeah. down this company. And she's just like, on the one hand, she's like, God, oh, this is terrible. This is awful, whatever. And then on the other hand, she just suddenly like busts out this, like, what yeah. if we blah, 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 blah. And then the CEO is like, that's exactly the energy we yeah. need. And she's yeah. like, God damn it. Like, <laughs> just like, fuck who have yeah. I become? Yeah. No, the, like the values question becomes really interesting. We should probably say who this book is by. It's by Sarah, Sarah something. Sarah, Sarah Edder. Rose Edder. Yes, yeah. yeah. that sounds right. Oh, that Sarah sounds Rose right. Edder. That's yeah. bizarre. Mm-hmm. I know somebody with that exact name. Oh. What? Really? Yeah. The middle name, but... Oh, yeah, Sarah but Edder. Yeah. Yeah. She wrote that book of X that $2 Radio put out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I never finished, but it yeah. was kind of a weird, like... Great. Yeah, I've heard it's great, too. Yeah. It was really interesting. She's a woman who was born with her, like, torso tied in, an, a, like, a literal yeah. knot. In yeah, a, I don't think we... Oh, no, I'm thinking about something else. Yeah. Never mind. Huh. Yeah. 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 We're reading that for our book club right now. Yeah. We, we have a book club. We do. That is our book club pick. It's very good. It's going to be an Eliza Clark one. The next one, Penance, yeah. will be a pick, but probably not till October. Yeah, because like. it comes out late September. Yeah. It turns out. I thought um, it came out earlier than that, but... That's all right. Man, fuck it. We got other books. Is it hardcover? Yeah, hey, it is hardcover. It, it was probably not important yeah, for... Fuck it, we're just gonna... We're just running at we're it. We're just doing it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I read, uh, speaking of horror books, that uh, Fever House. Have you heard of that one? I texted you, like, dude, you should read is this. Is that Samantha Schweblin? No, it's... um. I can't remember his name. It just came out. Is that Fever Birds? Fever Dream. Fever, Fever Dream. Dream. Yeah. Samantha it's that's so funny because we were of. talking about Fever House and you're like, I think I want to read that one. It's that like it's, horror one, but military. And I was like, no, no, no. Yeah, that's Militia House. Militia House. Which is oh, coming yes. out about the same. Yeah, I have that one. Yeah. Oh, have you started? I start, I kind of picked it up at one point. I didn't finish it. I'm going to finish it. Yeah. I heard it's really good. Yeah. But no, Fever House is fun. Yeah. Fever yeah. House is like this. It takes place in Portland and these two sort of like muscle goon guys are going to get money from somebody who owes their boss money and they go into this apartment and as soon as they like pull up they both are just like oh something's bad and something's wrong and they go in like they they charge in they're trying to get 15 grand from this guy or whatever and he's just being really weird and kind of like who cares about it and they both like are having these like feel I mean like they they break legs for a living you know like that's they're yeah. kind of their thing but they're decent working class dudes or whatever they're fine but they're having these like they go into this apartment and they immediately have these like visions of like they want to like bite this guy's face off and they want to like they just like want to really inflict harm and it turns out he's got this hand in his freezer um, and it turns out the hand is what's doing it. It's this like remnant as it's called. And so there's like this sort of shadow governmental agency that has like no oversight that's after the remnants. And so it's like, it reminded me a lot of reading the wanderers. Cause it's like every oh, section yeah. is a different point of view oh, and okay. it kind of cycles around and it's sort of this big overarching thing. But the book itself takes place over the span of like 24 hours. So just like all hell really, breaks I loose. Really like, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's well done. Too. It's really it's really yeah. good. It was a, it was a yeah. fun one and it's ostensibly it's kind of a zombie narrative which I didn't realize, but in a in a different way, it's like sort of zombie narrative meets like police procedural meets you know, it's like all of these things that you're like, I've seen this, I've seen this, I've seen this, but like the way he puts it all together and sort of like the angles he comes at it from, it's like, wow, this is pretty fucking fresh and it's also pretty gory at certain moments and you're just like whoa what's yeah being like effectively gory yeah. in print yeah. is something I'm always kind hard. of impressed it is hard to yeah. do yeah Stephen Paul Grimm Tremblay is pretty good yeah, at that he is. he's yeah. like I love him. Yeah. Kind of well him. we mm-hmm. could keep talking about 
of books that our audience has maybe read and maybe not read, or we can say goodbye and we could go somewhere. Yeah. If you want, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's your show. Yeah. I, don't I don't know. It's been fun. I kind of like how this is. Yeah. Going <laughs> you to, well, I'm just trying to give a little recap of like. Also, this book. Well, I was going to ask like what. Yeah. I don't know. What have you like? You just yeah. said what you've been reading. Clearly, yeah. what have you oh read God, recently? I've been having such a weird reading time right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I'm reading less because I'm really busy. But oh, the like Sean McGuire is that his name? Oh, oh no, you're less. like literally I mean, reading less book, than usual. That's yeah. called I, less. No, 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 no. For a moment, I that's thought that I too. Thought, yeah. I was like, huh, that doesn't seem like what you'd read normally read. I have read that though, and I thought it was really cute. I heard it's really delightful. It's, it's, it's yeah. delightful, and I actually think about there's this one line where he is like, the main character is like dating this, like, uh, this this poet who wins like this very well respected poet who wins a Pulitzer and it's actually it's a cute scene when he wins the Pulitzer he goes oh it turns out it's Pulitzer not Pulitzer all these years I've been counting I've been pronouncing wrong but there's this part that I always think about when people were like asking him what it was like to be with the poet Um, like and he was talking about all of the little permutations of like home life he had to make work in order to like facilitate the other poet's work and he said oh you know it was a little rain dance every day and they said oh did you like the rain dance and he said only when it rained but yeah so less <laughs> oh. does I know and there's also a really lovely a lovely line okay it was a cute little book yeah. but I have been reading um, I drunkenly agreed to book club uh, Books of Jacob by uh, Olga Tokarczuk Tukarczuk. oh yeah Olga Tokarczuk with my friend it Emma good? it was great if any well because she won a yeah, for she won a no, I think she won a Nobel for oh. Drive Your Plow Over the Bones of the Dead. I read that one. I, I liked, loved it. I liked that one. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Books of Jacob, totally worth it. It is okay. like it's just really long, um, and I like not what I was in the mood for. And then I also just um, read a lengthy biography of a uh, <laughs> Ukrainian chore- ballet choreographer oh, yeah. named Alexei Ratmansky called The Boy from Kiev, um, and he is like an interesting figure in ballet right now as he is sort of hearkening back to classical tradition like in a way that I think is really fresh mm-hmm. I think the book might be a little tone deaf but um, so I was reading that um, and I'm also reading a 400 page book about walking called mm-hmm. To Walk Alone in a Crowd so I'm having a very oh. interesting reading wow, you're yeah. you on a journey right now I'm on a journey, on a journey. Uh, I'm journey. also reading Ripe I read something else I read something pretty good recently though oh I read a totally fun book called Headshot about um, uh, teen girl boxers Ooh, Ooh that yay. sounds fun. I'm taking, I'm taking a boxing really class tomorrow. You're what? Oh. I'm taking a boxing class Ooh, tomorrow. Fun. I, yeah. I realized recently that I need, I have maybe a little bit of aggression mm. that needs to be that out. That doesn't sound like you. Yeah, no, really. I, I need to let it out in ways that are healthy and not just when I'm drinking too much and want to fight my friends for fun that's not a thing that needs to be a part of my life well i got i got into a very tense discussion about (laughs) with somebody who will not be named i love you russell Uh, (laughs) about just how canny tucker carlson is if he got taken down by a lawsuit by a voting company uh which is very the minutia of that would have been really annoying to anybody listening so yeah that's it no yeah no yeah nice hey 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 well yeah how are you guys what else i've read recently what are you so you finished ripe what are you reading are you reading anything right now 
I am not. As I finished Ripe, and then I finished... Oh, I'm halfway through Gollum of Brooklyn, which isn't out yet, but it's really funny. It's the guy who wrote Go the Fuck to Sleep. Weirdly. Oh, Weirdly. Yeah. Um, which is like a parody a, of a children's book. adult yeah. novel? Yeah, yeah oh, it is. Okay. And it's really good. It's about this uh, art teacher in Brooklyn who... He works at a private school. He's been little by little stealing all of this clay from the the private school that he works for and like hiding it in his garden shed and then he gets really stoned one day and makes a golem from Jewish Mm -hmm. mythology Um, and and looks up on the internet how to bring it to life and does even though he doesn't speak Yiddish at all and so this golem like wakes up and he's all like just like talking at this guy in Yiddish like basically like what do I do what do I do why why did you wake me up and so he's like oh shit and so he runs down to a bodega where he's pretty sure he's heard this woman speak Yiddish before <laughs> and like talks somehow talks her into like coming back to his apartment because he's like I, I constructed this golem and I don't know what he's saying and she's like okay and so she's just like well fuck it I'm just gonna go so she goes with him and in the interim his drug dealer has shown up to his apartment and has accidentally spilled a whole vial of acid all over this fucking golem. Oh, good. And so he's, like, sitting there, like, all zoned out watching Curb Your Enthusiasm. (laughs) And then, like, at the end of the whatever, like, overnight passes, whatever, and he's learned how to speak English from watching Curb Your Enthusiasm. And so he's like, I'm here. I'm here to, like, exact justice for the Jewish people. Like, who's the villain? Like, who do I need to fight? And they're just like, uh... Uh, and so basically, like, it ends up through a series of, of events. He the, he gets turned on the Proud Boys. Um, oh. And the whole, like, the, you, Jews okay. will not replace us. Guys, sure. the Tiki yeah, Torch yeah, yeah. bros. Um, he sees a video of that on YouTube, and he's just like, them. Like, let's go. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, yeah. Um, it's really funny, and it's really... It's like this sort of like sort of crash course in Jewish history too, but like in a really conversational fun way. And I really was just like, I just kind of started. That is also how Books of Jacob was. Really interesting. (laughs) It's much shorter than books. This one is less than two hundred pages long, so it's much shorter than Books of Jacob. But I really was just like the guy who wrote "Go the Fuck to Sleep." Like, huh? Weird, yeah. but it's been like kind of a romp. Like yeah. it's pretty fun. I'm excited to read it. Yeah. I've got to download it. Yeah. It would be a good book club pick, I think. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah, uh-huh. it absolutely. Paperback would. original. Yeah, paperback original. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really, like funny and lighthearted, but also like oh shit, like stuff to talk like like meaty. Despite that, and I don't know. I was just like, can the guy who wrote this like cutesy little picture book for adults who are tired like can he write a full thing it's funny because when I see books like that Mm -hmm. so another thing Carrie and I first met each other because we worked at Boo Radley's Mm -hmm. downtown and Boo Radley's we worked at Boo Radley's in Atticus but Boo Radley's was very carried a lot of books like that yeah and I just never associate people with yeah. writing those kinds of books? No, it's well, just like a thing that exists. It's just a thing that even I in our even, system, like, it'll yeah. be like, DK wrote yeah. this. When you say, the guy that wrote Go the Fuck to Sleep, I'm like, oh, I'm very familiar oh, with well, that book. I never even that. thought yeah. about a There's person a, a sitting down writing that book. Who was like, oh, I'm like, just working on this project. Yeah, that like sent it to a book. Like, I'm just yeah. like, oh, this was probably just a thing that. I don't know. Yeah. The publishers were like, wouldn't it be funny if we did this? And then it's really funny. It's really funny. And it's like really easy. Like the dialogue, I feel like dialogue is hard sometimes. And Mm -hmm. like the people talking to each other feel like people talking to each other. You know, it's just, it's good. It's really, it's a snack read. It's delightful. I think it's really good. I'm excited to see where it goes. Sweet. I'm excited to read it. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. What are you? Um, Well, yeah. So currently I'm reading ripe. I'm also reading a book, 
called Fantastic Land by Aaron something. I should probably know what that is, but um, here I'll look it up. Yeah. And then here, can you tell us what it is? But I'll look it up. So it's about. It's pretty good, actually. It's also horror. It's more horror thriller, but it's um, it's written in like an interview style. Oh, ooh, nice. But the way that it's so each chapter is a different person's story. Mm-hmm. Mike Bakovin. Okay, yeah, that yeah. sounds right. But um, he so it's Fantastic Land is an amusement park that is like on par with like Disneyland. Mm-hmm. It's this huge. Like, they're kind of a level playing field with Disneyland, Disney World, that kind of thing. But they're in Florida. And this hurricane hits. And the staff of Fantastic Land, which is mostly comprised of, like, teenagers and young adults, um, there's shelter in place. They live on the, like, campus of the amusement park. um, But they end up having... They are paid to stay there. Um, And everybody... This hurricane just kind of comes out of nowhere... It's really quick. Nobody really has a lot of time to plan. So it's like, I think like 200 kids end up staying in here and there's bunkers and all that. But it ends up being, they don't get rescued for like six weeks. Mm -hmm. But in the time from the hurricane to when they get rescued, everyone just goes fucking crazy. Oh, it's like Lord of the Flies. It's totally Lord (laughs) of the Flies, but on a much larger scale. Yeah. yeah. um, So they, they develop tribes. Yeah. in it so like there's the mole men mm-hmm. which are like mostly maintenance guys that are living underground there's the pirates because like there's sequence like parts of the park that's like the pirate cove and yeah. the fairy oh, land yeah 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 so there's the pirates oh, there's the shop girls there's but like it's all of them like literally brutally murdering each other yeah. and so it starts out with the scene of when they fight because like where they are they like FEMA can't really get to them mm-hmm. And they're just, they're listed as really low priority because it's staff that's being paid to be there. And in the mind of the people rescuing, it's like, there's been so much prep work done in the case of emergency. Like, they have food, they have water, they have all the resources they Mm -hmm. need. They're focusing more on uh, civilians and smaller. So when they finally do get to them, they find, like, bodies strung up by wire everywhere. (laughs) Like, decapitated (laughs) heads everywhere. Um, one of them, they're the freaks, is what they call. Uh-huh. Th- that's like their name of their group. But they like they see what's going on. They see that everybody's murdering each other, so they end up making like fake bodies to so, like and fake like they do this weird like circus freak like sideshow thing. Where like they are the only ones that have actually not killed anybody, <laughs> but everybody thinks that are is too scared yeah. to go yeah, up yeah, to yeah, them yeah. because they That's like awesome. they're just part like, of they're the really park. good at bluffing. They <laughs> essentially made like the scariest haunted house of all time, where they like created these curtains into a room that are supposed to look like human skin, yeah. and they just have like they have this thing where like if anybody got close, we had these three guys that we call the wart hogs mm-hmm. that we made these scary masks made out of bones, mm-hmm. like bone replicas that are mm-hmm. for this ride or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we gave them fake machetes and they're supposed to just chase them, but they, we never actually did anything. Mm-hmm. It's really upsetting and disturbing. It sounds, it sounds it's really good. Yeah. It's really, yeah. it sounds it really fun. good too. Yeah. Totally Lord of the Flies, but yeah, yeah, yeah. 20 year olds and there's like 200 of them yeah. and they're all brutally Weird. murdering yeah, each other like, and like, stringing themselves up and de- like dismembering people. And then 
when they do finally get rescued, it's just this huge, like, everybody's like, this is why millennials and Gen X are, you know, Gen Z are, you know, we're going to ruin this country because they're left alone for six weeks. But then it's everybody's perspective of like, well, we did this thing because we saw so-and-so do this. But then the other people are like, well, so-and-so, we did this thing because of this, this. And yeah. like, you hear everybody's side of the story and you can you can see how it's just escalating. Like, yeah. nobody went into it with like this malicious yeah. intent. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. No, There's nobody there that's this like sociopathic murderer. Mm-hmm. But they're all just these fucking kids that are so freaked out and they don't have any access to the outside world. They've been here for five weeks and nobody has made any attempt to rescue them. Mm-hmm. And they're seeing, you know, one guy dies by accident, but it looks like this person murdered them. Yeah. So now we have to defend ourselves. So if anybody gets close to this, we're going to fucking kill them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just, it's it's very well done. I'm really, I'm enjoying it so yeah. far. That sounds great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> that, that sounds, sounds great. great. It yeah. really is well, very good. Yeah. That sounds great. There was a moment in it, though, where I was like, I don't know if I want to keep reading this, because it was... Well, I mean, not to be like a spoiler, but like one of the tribes, the pirates, is going around and kidnapping mostly women Mm. from other groups. Mm -hmm. And everybody else is like, well, they're just doing it because they're going to rape them. Like, that's that's what's happening. But then you talk to the people that are and like, no, no, like you find out that that's not actually what was happening. Mm. It was just that mostly women worked at the park and we were just trying to recruit people. Yeah, and mm. the people that we found were a lot of the times women. Yeah, we took them against their will, but nobody actually ever did that. So no. I was like, oh god, I can't. I'm not. I'm not I'm down not, with this. I'm it's not, gonna get like that. It. No. Yeah. But it, it seemed like it was going that way. But then when you hear it from the other side, it's like I don't know. It's pretty good. Movie, where was that movie? That's the only movie that you and I have attempted to watch that we stopped because it was too. Yes. That like what was it? Fuck. Um, was it Korean? It was the one that was, I think it was Asian of some kind. And it was one of those like, oh my gosh, this rage thing is infecting everyone. And now everyone's going fucking berserk. Oh, I think you guys have told me about this before. The sadness. Yeah, I think that is what it's called. Where it was just so, it was just, it was gratuitously violent in a really unsatisfying way. Well, in a way that's like, I can't envision how this is going to have a point beyond just yeah yeah like i will all day watch oh yeah over the top gore and violence if i can have an understanding of why it's happening or if there's a greater story going on but if it's it's just it's gore porn that's what that there's a difference i'm not interested in gore porn porn and just like uh, yeah it was just but, but i do it takes a lot for us to be like yeah no it's the only one i think it's the only literally the only one the Oh, man, Japan, or one man, Japan, or oh, whatever. Oh, yeah, but that was just because it's it was just was boring. stupid. Yeah, it was just boring, like, and I didn't boring. Like it. Yeah, and I think that was like the third movie we had tried Good to man watch. Japan. That. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, I think it was, like it was the third, the third movie. movie that where was we're our, like, all right. We're just that was call our it. that was our again twenty twenty era of like one box of wine is perfect for two people because yeah. that's two <laughs> bottles a piece. Uh, yeah, and then yeah. we were just like, no, but it was yeah, that was different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm reading right now. There you go. Nice. That's it. Cool. Cool. That's it. Thank you. Yay. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Thank so you for coming. Taylor. Have you yeah. back anytime. I don't think I've seen you in like... I know. I haven't seen you in a very long time. Yeah, yeah. since that time. I haven't really seen anybody. Yeah. I haven't seen... I've been so... I've been so cloistered. I've just been broke as fuck. Bam. Yeah. I can't but go that, out. Well, that too. There's <laughs> <laughs> that. It's really hard being a human What right do we now. all have houses it really, for? It's, it's so, really, really, really hard being a human. Should we all just move in together? 
I was genuinely thinking today, like, I need to fucking find a roommate or yeah. something. Like, I don't know. Being yeah. a single person living alone is life, really, just, really hard and so expensive. fucking expensive right now. It's yeah. Stupid. Like, just existing is so goddamn expensive. Yeah. It's dumb. Yeah. I'm over it. Yep. I'm over existing. Just stab yourself in the hand. So yeah, you there we go. I'm going to stab myself in the hand and punch him in the face and chug four loco out of my fucking yeah. van sneaker. Yeah. Who cares? Who gives a fuck? Who cares? I'm going to go yeah. light a car on fire. There we go. Yeah. That's awesome. Fun. We're going to go do that. Let's go I'm light a car on fire. Somebody and dismember them and nobody's going to care. No one's going to care because everyone has their own bullshit happening right now. And I'm going to fuck you. What? I said, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck everybody. <laughs> Thanks for listening, though. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Love you.